0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and uh, a couple of people have confirmed to me that I may be a beer snob now, and I'm not sure how I feel about that.
1: <laughs> and aloha. I am the Champ here from Honolulu, Hawaii, where it's 7 o'clock in the morning.
0: <laughs> Are you awake?
1: I am. It, it, it's just really weird. I, I'm You know, I'm getting text alerts about lineup changes, It's just so weird to see um, baseball alerts at at seven in the morning or, you know, by nine o'clock at night, um, all the games are done. And the time change, the six hour time change is is just weird. Um, But absolutely, uh, the island, if you have never been to Hawaii, you've got to get here sometime because this island, just Oahu, is absolutely gorgeous.
0: Yeah, Christy's been there for a two-week stretch, and she, she absolutely loved it. And, um, of course, I have not been there, and um, I don't know if it's on my to-do list, but um, it, just from talking to you the past couple of weeks, maybe I need to readjust my to-do list.
1: Yeah, it's just, you, you know, I know you don't like to fly. It's just that, that diff, you know, difficult flight. Now, I think you can get a direct flight out of, out of Newark um and be on the plane for like 11 hours or you know break it up you know go to the west coast and then fly to hawaii on two five and a half hour flights so either way it's it's all good it's all good why are you afraid to be called a beer snob out of Uh, curiosity
0: right i don't i don't know if i'm afraid of it i just don't know how i feel about it i was uh i was looking in my fridge this morning to you know to pull the beer out i'm going to do the review on and um I, I don't know. I, I just thought, like, I don't is, is this who I'm turning into? like Remember I told you a couple of weeks ago I went to that retirement party and had two yinglings, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. Like, what do I do when I go
2: to a picnic?
1: <laughs> Drink water. Yeah, Drink water. Yeah, I, no, I, I, no, I, I hear you. Here, here Here's my definition of being a beer snob, right? If before you buy beers, you're looking on Beer Advocate to see which one's the best beer without tasting it, that's what I would consider – a beer snob. Okay. If you're if you're rejecting beers because you've tasted them already and they have no taste, like Yingling and Miller and those types of beers, that's okay. That's just showing good judgment.
2: Okay. All
0: right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I'm not at the point where I actually look on beer advocate to to see first. I remember I told you I I, I choose beers based on the appearance of the can.
1: Sure. So, so uh, That's okay. Which is yeah,
0: pretty haphazard.
1: Yeah. Just as a side note here, I've actually been to two beer um, brew pubs here, um, some of the bigger um, Hawaiian beers, like uh, Kona Brewing, which is now owned, I believe, by Anheuser-Busch. And I think you a picture of that in Hawaii Kai. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and Maui Brewing has a, a, a beautiful microbrewery here in, in Honolulu, and... Um, their beers are, are good. I, I wouldn't say, you know, they stack up to a lot of the beers on, on the mainland, but 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 they're good. And going to a third group hub today, a smaller one, a micro group hub, um, I think it's called um, Hanako uh, today. So, yeah, it's a good day. All right. Good day lined up. But let's let's lead into some things that aren't so good for, for, for me or good for you, and that is, Your 2021 season has been, I would consider it steady, not overly exciting. Um, You're you're right around the middle pretty much for the whole season.
0: Uh, That's probably true, yeah.
1: Okay, all right. And what what do you think uh, of your team for 2021? Because, you know, you've done a lot of moves, but you've pretty much stayed in the middle, stayed competitive, um, and your team is picking it up right now.
0: Yeah, so I would say that it comes down to three categories: OPS, okay, OPS, stolen bases, and saves. That that's what's sticking me in bush league purgatory. Those okay. th- those three categories, and I say that because remember we talked about before. Like I'm second and third in home runs. I fluctuate between the two, and I'm up until last night. I was second to last in OPS, and I you know I, I could never get a handle. On this OPS thing, uh, at least this year, right? I, I just couldn't find a sweet spot where, where, uh, like I feel like I should have a higher OPS with extra base hits, but again, I, I I just couldn't get a feel on that. And then the saves, um, I I I I felt like getting Peralta for Diaz was a good move, but when I did that, Naris and Rogers were closing games, and then I think the second I traded. Edwin Diaz, Naris and Rogers blew up, and they have—I not think—they have one save combined since I made that trade. So th- that hurt me a lot. And stolen bases—I, I just couldn't get anybody to, to leave first base ever.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 so yeah, it, it, yeah.
1: Would, would it be fair to say you know we we talked about the dudes and how Blake Snell kind of typified, um his team, and was kind of the bellwether. Would you say, because you, you talked about OPS, do you think Eugenio Suarez is kind of like your bellwether? Because here he has 25 homers, 69 RBIs, but he has an OPS of about 650, which is absolutely dreadful. Um, do, 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 do you think he's kind of the bellwether of your team?
0: Yeah, that, that's, a, that's, that's a good note, because uh, he's hitting 175. And that yeah. is with 440 at bats. This guy's still hitting 175, significantly under 200. Um, yeah, that, that he. And I want to say he's 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 really hurt me because in some ways he has, not he's got 25 homers. He might end up with 28. You know, he's going to have over 70 RBIs. It's, you know, but for three and a quarter, um, or what I think I spent for him. Yeah, that that 650 OPS is is hurts me a lot. Yeah, yeah he, he's been
1: a problem. So, so you had mentioned um, a couple of the trades that you had already. Do you want to talk about, uh, I, I guess, the, the first one that you had? Um, you, you started early on. Um, I, I guess, first of all, why, why did you start so early? Because it looks like the first trade took place um, on in, in early May, May 10th. What, what did you see in your teams that led you to trade early on?
0: Right, so at that time... Blackman was hitting under 200. Suarez was hitting under 200. Uh, I I felt like I was going to fall behind in homers, RBIs, to the point where I I didn't know if I was going to be able to make up the ground. Um, I had Jonathan India, who was playing but not productive, um, and I packaged India and Clevenger to Votto. Votto got off to a pretty decent start, and again – I think the day after I traded him, he got hit in the hand. And so I lost a month of him. But overall, uh, he's been really productive for me. Votto has had, you know, he hit a lot of home runs. He's got 85 RBIs, of which I probably have 70 of that, 65 to 70, um, which is a lot from June 1st, basically. So that's why I did it early, because Suarez and Blackman – and, and even Goldschmidt at that point really weren't producing like I needed them to produce, and I didn't want to fall too far back. So I was willing to give up India and Clevenger for someone right away.
1: Okay, okay. Um, well, not to spend too much time, but, but take me through a couple of these trades here um, that I'm going to mention. Um, what do you think? You, got? you traded Wade Miley right at the, uh, after the no-hitter, um, and he's actually become one of the dude's best pitchers. Um, you got Will Myers, who hasn't been the Will Myers that we had hoped for this year.
0: Yeah, so he, his um, his OPS is right around eight, so that's good. I was hoping a okay, little more. Yeah. I, I was hoping for more stolen bases. I think I may have got three or four of them. Uh, gotcha. uh, out of him, um, I, but I think seventeen homers—that's right about where he should be. I mean, they have a lot of players in San Diego, so you know they they give him days off. So I felt like my pitching staff was fine at the time. I didn't know about – I think Miley is – I didn't know he'd have this good of a year, to be honest with you. I thought I got the best of him <laughs> before right. I dealt him. Um, yeah, a little disappointed Myers didn't have more stone bases. That that That's what I
1: wanted him for.
0: You know, because he's okay. another other guy that can do that.
1: And and then you traded uh, – you traded, like you talked about, Edwin Diaz for Freddie Peralta, right? How was – to perform
0: for you? Uh, I got a couple wins out of me. Guys, get, I, I moved up in strikeouts. I, I looked at it this week. I think I'm a net gain of one on that trade because I got wins and strikeouts and lost saves. Um, again, I, I traded Diaz when Naris was closing games, and I, I thought, you know what? I, I can't finish top two even with Diaz, but I, I, I won't drop that far. So if you look at the guy ahead of me is is two. I think he's got... Two or three saves ahead of me, I certainly would have passed him. And if Rogers would have continued to get some saves occasionally, and Naris had a good year, I I might have pushed for another point. So um, <clears throat> it hurt that Nairis uh, literally he imploded that week. I, I tra- <laughs> literally. Remember, we talked about it. Yeah. 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 So, but and, I, and I then- get to keep Peralta too. I mean, he's a guy that I'm gonna I'm, I earmarked to retain.
1: So. Yeah, and, and we talked about him. I mean, I had him three or four years ago. I didn't realize he, we, we talked in an earlier episode. He's only twenty-five years old, so you know he's the Brewers got a nice uh, trio there of, of, of pitchers. With yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that should be interesting as they head into the playoffs. Um And then you made two trades um, later in the season in July and August with, with the Lakers. The, the first was that you sent uh, Taiwan Walker, or excuse me, you picked up Taiwan Walker and Will Smith from the Lakers for Zach Wheeler and Buster Posey. Um, talk about Walker and Smith for a second.
0: Um, that's when I was probably in seventh, push eighth. I was in that okay. type of, uh, and I thought, all right, I, I, I'm going to get Will Smith back, and that, that was my – that was the guy I wanted back. Um, Posey was starting to lose playing time, but actually he's he's played pretty well considering how old he is and and, yeah. and, and catching and playing first base. and But Will Smith has really had – he's really had a nice run for me uh, since I've gotten him. In the last month, he's had seven homers, 14 ribs. He, he's uh, over a nine OPS. So. Um, I'm I'm pretty pleased with him, and I can keep him. Uh,
1: yeah, you're going to retain him, I would imagine. Yeah,
0: Tuan Walker. I was just looking to maybe get a couple wins, but he, I don't think I've gotten a win out of him since. I think he I traded him for him when he had seven wins, and I think he still has seven. And I I, I wasn't real concerned about that at that time as much as I, I, and I knew he he strikes guys out every you know every once in a while, so I wasn't worried about that either. Uh, but Smith is a guy that I wanted you know, Walker okay. is something I needed back to replace Wheeler right away.
1: Okay. And, and and then the last trade you made with the Lakers right before the trading deadline, uh, you traded Goldschmidt for Elio Ramos and Ian Anderson, two younger players. Um, what were the thoughts behind that?
0: Well, Ramos is a guy you and I talked about almost all year. Yeah. As a guy, hey, I'd like to keep him stashed to see what happens next year. Yeah. Um, Ian Anderson is a, is a pitcher that I think uh, he, he had a really good outing his first time back from the DL. He got beat up last night. But he's a guy in the framework of my retention, he's going to be considered as well. And I'll have him for the last month. So um, it's funny that when I traded Rick Goldschmidt, I passed him in homers and RBIs. So, <laughs> <laughs> now, I think he has since passed me, but we're, we're neck and neck on that. Like He's too, he's too ahead of me in home runs. And um, oh. I actually passed him in oh. RBIs last night.
1: So, oh, 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 although the, you know in the last couple of weeks, Goldschmidt has, has 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 been on fire. So, you know, it's it's trades that has worked out for for both teams. Um, so, so looking toward next year, well, let me ask you something first. What, what, what's your hopes to try and finish? Do you think you can finish uh, top? Well, your top half first of all.
0: Oh yeah, I'm in fourth
1: now. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and and then I was gonna say, do you do you hope to finish fourth? Any expectations of trying to sneak into money, or I, I won't be able to do that in the four weeks? Left?
0: No, I, I can't sneak into money, but uh, it's going to come down to OPS and stolen bases. Okay. Yeah. If if I if I can stay in eighth in stolen bases and um, eighth or seventh in OPS, I, I'm going to finish in fourth.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. So so let's um. Let's, um, and anything else you wanted to add to, to like, uh, your retention for, for next year? Do you want to talk about um, any players you want to uh, re- retain? I mean, you already talked about Will Smith, um, probably Freddie Peralta, maybe Ian Anderson. And then you have a couple of, of people in, 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 the, uh, in the minors this year that you hung on to, Dakota Hudson and Matthew Libertor. Um, I, I guess those are the kind of players that you want to wait until next March to make a decision on?
0: Yeah, and I don't need to make a choice on them now. And uh, O'Neill Cruz, and I, I'll tell you who's had a who's had a pretty consistent year, and I I think he may be worth two dollars. I don't know. Is is Tyler Maley.
2: Okay. Yes. Yeah.
0: And um, yeah, so I I I think I did pretty well with those with that. I mean, I'm in the top three top three or four in wins. So I just kind of pieced it together. Uh, you know, Logan Webb has had a good year.
1: Um, he really has. Yeah. He's really picked up the last month and a half, two months.
0: Yeah, but I'll tell you one thing. You guys probably don't follow him because he plays in Arizona. The only reason I have to do is because he's been on my team since 2018. It's this Eduardo <laughs> Escobar. This guy rakes. That's all that guy does is hit the baseball. <laughs> he's in his 30s, and he's you know he's going to have 20. He's going to have over 25 homers this year, and over 80 RBIs again. And the guy just hits the baseball. That's that's what he does. Uh, I, I just think he's such a he's a really good like rotisserie player. You can put him in, forget about him, because he's going to have twenty five to thirty homers and eighty five RBIs.
1: Funny enough, I have him in a couple of my other leagues um, because of how effusively you talked about him two years ago. And uh, you're you're right. He's uh, he, he doesn't it doesn't seem like he does anything that stands out. But but you you're right, you put him in the lineup and you look at the end of the week or the end of the year and it's like, wow, those are some really nice uh yeah. Rotisserie stats.
0: Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's exactly what they are. Yeah, he's a he's a really good player. I I don't know if I'll keep him next year for a dollar. He, he's starting to show his age a little bit. Um but yeah, who knows? Yeah, he he's a, he's a really good player.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't think that the Diamondbacks would I, I, would, I really thought they were going to try and trade him um this year at the deadline just because it's it's the Diamondbacks as we talked about earlier um, are an older team. He's in his 30s and he might be well suited for a DH role, don't you think?
0: Well, he's they traded him to Milwaukee.
2: He's
1: oh, playing, right, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm so the sorry. Bears. They
0: did trade yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. He and he came off the DL last night and had a had a hit or two. So boy, yeah. the
2: Brewers. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, but, like I said, it comes. I, I really really came down to those those three. Um, those three categories, I just couldn't get anything going, but I, I got a shot to finish fourth, and that's where I'm hoping.
1: Let's talk about the standings for a second. Why don't you take us through that? I mean, the Sewer Hawks, you know, still have. I think they they dropped a little bit uh, this past week, but still have an eight point lead over both the Statmen and the Lakers.
0: Yeah, so uh, we got Sewer Hawks at 84. Bill and Rick Statman and the Lakers at 76 apiece. Um, the Bills' hit offense is dropping a little bit, and that's what may be causing his drop in the uh, in the in the point you know the overall total of points. Um, Lakers still hanging tough, man, uh, at seventy six. I don't think he, either one of them are going to pass Bob, but um, yeah, they, they, I mean they're going to make Bob work the rest of the month. Like he yeah. he can't put it on cruise control.
1: Let, let, let me give some credit here to Rick because he made a big bid was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago, yeah, for Frank Schwindel. Is and he, yeah. I was like, wow, was this something that he really knew about or was it desperation? And we still know the answer to that. Maybe we'll, when we have him on in the coming weeks, we'll ask him that. But uh, Schwindel has, has, has done really nicely for the Cubs. Yeah.
0: Um, and then tied for fourth is myself and the dudes at 59, the Bulls at 54.5. Uh, Bearcats still hanging tough in 7th at 46, Rebs at 44, you at 39.5, and, and then we got the Ducks. Um,
1: hey, let, let, let me just, just interject here. Yeah. I got all excited today. Um, I was looking on uh, my wife's tablet at the standings, and I'm like, how did I jump to 44.5 points? And then I realized it, it said that's how many points I was behind. That wasn't my <laughs> point total.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, and then you can ask yourself, how am I 44-and-a-half points behind?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then I just shut it, and I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs>
0: Baseball's stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is stupid. <laughs> uh,
0: then we go to weekly. The um, Statman lead with uh, 73, and it was it was carried by their pitching with 48-and-a-half points. Uh, Lakers right behind at 70. Bearcats have another good week, 68. 68. Uh, I had 66 dudes had uh, we, we were tied for the week, too, and we're tied for fourth. Uh, Sewer Hawks have a down week at 50, though. He's claiming that one of his pitchers don't have a uh, CBS took him, took him out of the stats this week. So I, I have to deal with that tomorrow morning. Um, Space R's. Well, you had a rough pitching week this week, huh?
2: 15 and a half
1: yeah, pitch. it's yeah. It, it's kind of abandoned me. I, I, I waited all year for this to happen, and early on, it was uh, pitching ab- above its level. But uh, yeah, it's 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 finding its way. And if I could trade you Gutierrez now, I would. Um, yeah, I think he's run his course, and you know, um, it's yeah, it's 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 been painful to watch. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So uh, looking at the weekly. Uh, you know the the stat men and the Lakers. That that's why they're they're hanging tough because they're having good weeks. And the Bearcats, it, it, is you think there's any shot of the Bearcats passing me the Bulls or the Dudes?
1: Um, obviously three weeks ago I would have said absolutely not. Um, I still think it's it's a long shot. But uh, he, he, the last three weeks, four weeks since um, we had gone to Cleveland, his team has just performed uh, magnificently and um I, I don't think so, but uh, I'm sure he will do everything in his power to try and move up there,
0: yeah, yeah, so yeah it's it's a nice little run, it's a nice way to finish a season, huh it is, yeah,
1: yeah, and and that should be a lesson, boys and girls, don't give up just because it's late July, you know, you can still move up in the standings and you know have some respectability, <laughs> have some dignity,
0: yeah, not shut the tablet saying baseball's stupid,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Um, all right. Th- then we'll go to the fab. Uh, yeah. Six six players, six teams last night. Yep. We'll start with the Sewer Hawks. Uh, Matt Verling, uh, outfielder for the Phillies. He drops Dylan Maples, a Cub. Um, I don't know much about Matt Verling, but who knows what's going on in Philly with their outfield. So maybe he'll get some at bats. Um, Statman pickup Trevor Williams. I feel like he's been around a little bit. The Mets might have brought him up from the minors because I think he went to the minors when they traded for him.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah it's probably it's probably not a bad pickup. Um, it, it, it's tough. I mean, this is kind of summarizes where Bill's at right now, picking up Trevor Williams for the Mets when he really needs to have Jacob deGrom here to finish out. Yeah. Although, you know, right. his, his pitching is, is so good at 47 points. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I I, I like Trevor Williams when he was in Pittsburgh. He always seemed to be pitching above his his, yeah, his peripheral stats, if yeah. you will.
2: Yeah, I,
0: I agree with that. And plus, you know, it, these guys, you're just trying to hope to run into a win.
1: That's all. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you're only looking at the next four weeks. So you know, just about anybody at major league quality can get hot for four weeks.
0: Yep. Uh, Lakers pick up. Is it Jarlin or Yarlin?
1: Yeah, Yarlin. Jarlin, yes.
0: Yep. Garcia is a relief pitcher for the Giants. He dropped Sogard. Uh, I picked up Yothan Daza. He comes off the deal Yeah,
1: I, I, I dropped him. Um, yeah. He did nothing. Yeah, um, for me.
0: I got a couple guys that do that, so I'm going to see if he can do nothing in my
1: lineup. So what, 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 why did you, why did you drop Castro? Are they, are they not playing him right now? He's or back in the minor. He minors. just hit home runs.
0: He's back. He's back in the minor leagues.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, that's interesting. Hmm. Uh, Bearcats dropped Fetty or no, pick up Fetty. I'm sorry for a dollar. They he, up Fetty. Yeah, yeah. He's been around. He's been kicked around this league a lot. Uh, he drops Luke Williams, another outfitter for oh, the Phillies. I
1: just, I just want to wish Tom good luck with Eric Fetty because I can't figure this guy out every I time I, I, his ERA with me has to be over eight.
0: He got beat up last night. I
1: think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, he's maddening. Bulls pick up Antonio Zentella.
2: Zentella,
1: yeah. I, I think he likes I, – I think the Bulls like this guy. I had Good him last year. Right? He
0: pitched well. I, I had a bid in for him. I mean, okay. if you're trying to run into a win, it's easier with a starter. Right? If you pitch this guy on the road, I think he's fairly productive. I think he gets beat up at home. So.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I I haven't looked at his 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 splits, but there, there are a couple Colorado pitchers that are actually pitching much better at home. Like like Austin Gomber um, has has better stats at home than he does um, um, away. So who knows? Like you said, and and you know the Rockies are a really good team at home. They're just they're just bad uh, on the road. Not yeah. not Diamondback bad, but um, they're bad. Yeah,
0: they're 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 a bad team, and they're like the Phillies. They have like twelve outfields. I don't know who's playing half the time.
1: Yeah, yeah they're they're just auditioning people, yeah. and I don't know what direction that organization. Well, I know what direction it's going. It's just they, they need to they need better direction.
0: It's going down. That's yeah, pretty, yeah. Uh, all right, so we have what do we have? Three more weeks of FAP. Yeah, yeah. Three more three more Saturday nights uh, before yeah. we roll into the last week. Um, yeah, and everybody's getting thin. How much money you got? You still got like eight or nine bucks? I do. Yeah? I do. I think I got three. So, um, yeah, but, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think with anyone's coming up that that is going to make an impact. I think they, everyone was brought up in the last 14 days.
2: So. Yeah,
1: and as we had talked about, um, Major League rosters can only expand to 28 players, um, and that was instituted two years ago as opposed to the 40. Um, 40 man, so there's there's not really much else to choose from.
0: No, there's no room for them. Yeah. There's no yeah. room for those guys. So they keep them down to minors, get them at bats or, or innings, yep.
1: and see what happens.
0: Um,
1: yeah, and, and I want to say the minor league seasons are, are still continuing because they started, it didn't start until May. So I, right. I want to say that they're still continuing into September. Yeah, they which, Like you said, it's a good idea. Just keep people playing.
0: Yeah, yeah, because that's what they want. Yeah. Um, all right. So, hey, just a quick note. Uh, You know, we talked about Bill talking to Tyler O'Neill, and then I, I, I think I walked off with uh, him buying a ticket and walking down two rows behind home plate. But he, he said he wasn't that close. That picture was zoomed, zoomed in. Um, But he said he did. He was about twenty rows back of home plate, which is still pretty good. He said no one ever bothered him, uh, and he he was sitting around some Cardinal fans watching uh, them beat up on the Pirates.
1: like the fact that he bought a $25 ticket that had $11 in concessions preloaded yeah, yeah, yeah. on it. So he bought a craft beer for ten ninety four. My question is, what do you do with the other $0.06?
0: Tip? Hey, help the pay Yeah, I wonder, if you can,
1: I, I wonder if you can stockpile that, maybe get a pierogi <laughs> or something.
0: <laughs> can I get, yeah, a, a 6% of a pierogi? If I give you Yeah, a, Yeah. So I, I guess the marketing idea behind that is if you have one beer, you have five Is that what
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know trying
0: to watch that garbage for nine innings?
1: (laughs) Well, 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 you know what, Uh, if I may, you know, that one beer into five, that kind of leads us into our our, our next section with uh, the GM from the Mets, Zach Scott. You want to talk about that?
0: Oh my gosh. So Zach Scott, general manager for the Mets, who replaced the guy who was sending pics of himself naked. Uh, He gets arrested for drunk driving on Wednesday night. And he was coming from the home of the owner. So, so how do you discipline that? Uh, he was put uh, on administrative leave. Sandy Alderson's probably like, you know what? I'm going back to Oakland. I got all this money here, and we stink. I had no money in Oakland. I got to the playoffs. so Maybe maybe that's what he'll do. Uh, I, I don't know what Alderson and, and the owner are going to do. The, 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 this organization's a train wreck.
1: It, it really is. I, I thought when the Wilpons um, – Left And, you know, they were involved in that whole Ponzi scheme with uh, Bernie Madoff. Um, <laughs> once they got rid of, of, of th- that, that family organization, that uh, the new guy coming in, uh, Cohen, would be able to turn things around. And, you know, they signed Lindor early, and then things have just gone downhill for that organization. And, you know, the latest on the field issue is with hobby Baez. Did you see that? That he got to second base and, you know, turned toward the dugout and was given a thumbs down.
0: Yeah. How do you feel when players react to fans like that?
1: So so the idea behind it was, I, I guess, secretly, the player said, well, if fans are going to boo us, we're going to give a signal to the dugout secretly um, that uh, when when they start cheering us, we'll just give a thumbs down. And, um yeah, uh, it, it, it's tough as an athlete, right? Because you, you're a lightning rod for everything. And it, it's it's even harder these days with social media. But I, I think that kind of goes with the territory. And, and you got to kind of rise uh, above that because all that's going to do is create more animosity and, and rancor among amongst the fans. And um, I think the Mets were right to say, that what's uh, Baez and I guess who else was involved? It wasn't listen Lindor involved with that and a couple other players, that I, I um, they were wrong to do that.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think they're wrong to do it. I mean, this is the profession you chose. Yeah, you know the deal. It's not like you signed and saying, wait a minute, people are going to boo me? I didn't realize that. I mean, <laughs> you yeah. know that. And if they're not booing you, they're talking about you. They're talking about on your radio, the TV, podcasts. I mean, they're just chill out, man. You're You're, you're fine.
1: I mean, it's just uh, a reaction honestly when you have a strikeout uh, percentage of like 38 percent you're probably going to get booed.
0: <laughs> yeah you probably are um yeah but that just that that was that was uh, right before this GM gets arrested and the Mets are just I mean you put it as a whole like the, you, this organization's horrible right now I, here they go again right yeah I, I almost feel like they need to just clean house.
1: Well, you know, two two general manager names that were floated out there, and I'm, I'm sure that a lot of names are going to be floated, is is Billy Bean, right? Because he was in the Mets organization as a player. And uh, I'm sure when any GM position opens up, it's going to be Theo Epstein. is going to be the other name.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure their names are coming up. Yeah, All right. yeah. And then uh, they, they, uh, maybe even the manager, because stuff like that happens. I mean, that's cultural, you know. So I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, the, I guess the guy that fired before this manager, he's the one, Mickey Callaway. He, he's the one who got fired in, 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 with the Angels because he was sexual harassment or something.
1: Well, but, yeah, but don't forget they had a manager between Luis Rojas and Callaway, oh, and that Carlos was Beltran. Carlos Beltran. That's right. <laughs> it just never ends with the Mets, does it?
0: Good for the Mets. Can't stand it. All right, and then uh, Willie Adamas and AJ Pollock hit the DL this week. So uh, let's let's talk about Adamas. Uh That's a sewer hawk who's who's been pretty productive for him, um, and and you know with the Brewers as well. You, you feel like I mean, 10, 10 days on that on a quad, that that could be significant.
1: Um. If he can come back within the 10 days, both the Brewers and the Sewerhawks Hawks can um, withstand that storm. Um, problem is, if it runs later into the season, and particularly for the Brewers, if it gets into close to the playoffs, which he has still has four weeks, it's going to be a real problem.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, and I'm not
1: sure... But they have, they have the luxury of... They, they can sit him for, for a while, and they'll still be fine. I mean, they have a number of games left against the Cardinals, but... Um, they beat the Cardinals yesterday and, and each time they can just knock a game off the schedule. They'll, they'll be fine. They got a 10 game lead over the Reds in the central.
0: And I'm not sure Bob has anyone to replace.
1: Um, you know what? I, I, I don't know that. Um, I'm but looking I, at I, it now. I think in the short, in the short term, he should be fine.
0: 10 days taking zero. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, and then uh, AJ Pollock, of course, I feel like this guy goes down like twice a year at least. And I'm not sure how even productive he's been. Yeah, he's been pretty productive. He's hitting 297 with 58 ribs and 16 homers.
1: Um, how, how many at bats does he have?
0: Yeah, I'm looking now. He must have a pretty significant amount of bats. And he's got 354.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, when, when the season starts, I, I don't think, if you're somebody that, 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 that drafts uh, A.J. Pollock, I, I don't think you can pencil him in for more than 400 at-bats in the, in the season, given his injury history.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, and he's been like that since he's, you know, been brought up with uh, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, he's been like that the whole time. Um, and then the Giants concession workers kicking around going on strike. <laughs>
1: Wait, what's 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 that all
0: about? <laughs> no, they, they, it's uh, the extra pay for, for health health issues and uh, the COVID thing and, and whatnot. So, yeah, they're they're kicking around that they might strike. Uh, that'd be tough. When the Giants are going to make the playoffs, they might even win the division. And and they, I mean, I don't I don't know how, I don't know how you deal with that if you're at ownership of, of the mm. Giants. I mean, you, you got to make it work. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, that's the last thing. It would be a you know, uh, a nightmare on national TV because um, it it will get some coverage. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's a good time to bring it up right before the playoffs, saying, "Hey man, just <laughs> give you a heads up, but we're gonna walk out here about the twentieth of time, September." <laughs>
1: time, time timing is everything. Yeah. Hey. hey <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I wanted to talk to you. We, 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 we had mentioned earlier that we wanted to postpone uh, this discussion until later in the season, but um, some of the experimental rule changes that yeah. Major League Baseball um, has implemented in, in, in the minor leagues. And I just wanted to get your opinion on, on some of these. Um, so, for instance, um, in, in AAA right now, they're using slightly larger bases with um, surfaces that are less slippery. Um, thoughts on that? Implementing that in the major leagues?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's especially the, the less slippery. I mean, I, I've, I mean, you've probably played with bases that, like, you dig in your cleat. It's like a hockey rink when you step on yeah. the thing. Yeah, that that prevents injury.
1: Uh, I, I guess we all kind of so remember okay. Bryce Harper. Remember skating across the yep. uh, the bag? Was it? Yeah. Four years ago.
0: Yep. Yeah. I, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I, I'm kind of indifferent about the larger bases. I think they're probably large enough, but whatever. I, I guess they're talking about first base, people getting stepped on or whatever. I don't, I don't know why.
1: Well, well, you know, I, I'm okay with that. Um, you've seen softball rules, right, where they have two sides of the base. Yeah. But I don't th- I don't think Major League Baseball needs to do something like that.
0: That's a little tough for the umpires. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it would be because you got to look at the first baseman's foot, the runner's foot, and listen for the ball. That, yeah, that, that that's a pretty big task. So yeah.
1: In in double A, double uh, A, um, there, one of the rule changes is that requiring that all four infielders have their cleats um, on the outer boundary of the infield dirt when the pitch is delivered. Yeah. That's huh? really that's really like shift prevention. Yeah. Kind of a shift prevent- prevention. I guess that would really hurt, really more or help. The, the left-handed hitters because you've seen second basements go deep into, you know, right right field.
2: Yeah, uh,
0: I I don't really like this. I I don't. I, I think hitters need to adapt. Like if, if I agree. Yeah, I think the hitters need to adapt to to
2: okay. Yeah,
0: to that, and and, and the other side of that is you, you know you can't be complaining when Harper bunts the ball down to left, you know, down third base with these these. Some of these fans and and the you know even the players are saying well that's bush league it's like you're playing your second baseman in right field don't tell me what's bush league <laughs> but it, you know what I mean it, and don't it, and yeah. don't say bush
1: league as if it's a bad thing exactly <laughs>
0: <a> derogatory term <laughs> so I just think like hey if you're gonna play your second baseman in right field and Harper's you know hey we need a we need a base runner we're gonna shift everything back to normal I'm gonna drop it down till you move right I'm okay I like it yeah
1: I absolutely yeah. absolutely. In in high A, uh, the the new experimental rule is they require pitchers to step off the rubber to attempt a pickoff. You get that one?
0: Well, it's funny is that uh, it, when I coached that little league team this year, that that's a rule in our league that the the pitchers have to step off the rubber. Now, just the right-handed pitchers. The left-handed pitchers didn't have to do it. But I, you well, know, what, there's no more. What's the more thought th-
1: behind it? Help me out.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I I would think as that you would encourage stolen bases because, you know, it's that extra step, you know, to to get a jump or take a bigger lead. You still get back to first base instead of the that jump and turn thing that that we have always done. Um, Yeah but no one cares about stolen bases so i don't i don't know why they're doing it
1: <laughs> I, I was going to say maybe they could uh, maybe they can implement it against your bush league teams so that you can get some more stolen bases <laughs>
0: right. so you have your four hitter bunt and then you get stolen bases Yeah. <laughs> right?
1: yeah. well and, and and kind of similar to that in in low way they're limiting the number of pickoff attempts uh, per plate appearance to 2 what do you think about that
0: i don't like artificial controls i i, yeah. I, I hate it Okay. I, I, th- I think it's always bad. Yep. I, I think you need to just let the game kind of evolve. And you start. Can, can you
1: imagine if they had that rule against the uh, the mid-'80s Cardinals, you know, with Willie McGee and Vince Coleman and, and Ozzie Smith, that you can only <laughs> have two
0: <Yeah>. back-off attempts? <laughs> yeah, so I think we might have talked about this before. Okay, so so l- l- let's just take uh, a guy like McGee, and he takes – look, get on the, the turf. You, you remember the cutout right the old yep. the old turf get get at least 1 foot on that turf get two throws over and then what you took like a you you, you take a 50 foot lead at that point like you can't yeah. eat, like what happens you throw it over twice can i take a 30 foot lead you if you can't throw it over
1: you know i i think the only person that likes that rule is john lester <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> yeah
1: um, <laughs> low, low, low A west low way west they have a 15 second pitch clock I, I think they have a pitch clock in the major leagues they just nobody adheres to it
0: yeah i know um yeah, yeah again artificial rules i hate i you're you i hate it i hate that
1: and, and and then here's the biggie here's the biggie yeah, for you yeah. and in low A southeast and the atlantic league they have the automatic. Ball and strike system. I don't know how that's going right now, but uh, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, there's there's not managers being kicked out for, for, for arguing mm-hmm. balls and strikes. Um, I'm not really a fan of it. I just – it's electronics. There's, people think electronics don't make any errors. Turn on your computer every day and see if it doesn't have errors. It's much going to be
2: air.
1: <laughs> Just reboot it. It's, yeah. Turn everything off in the stadium and yeah. start it up again. Yeah. So it's, can you imagine this? Let's look down the road five years from now when they implement this and how the Astros will tamper with that so their pitchers get a wider strike zone than everybody else.
0: Or the Russians. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Russians nice. hacked the system. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we lost the World Series.
1: <laughs> Do you think the DH is coming to the NL next year?
0: I think it is, and I hate it. I absolutely mm. hate the DH. Okay. I'm, I'm a little surprised uh, owners like it because you in the National League, you have to pay someone now, right? Like you're, you're going to have to pay yeah. a DH a lot of money.
1: So, so how about this? Offset that against the cost of some of these pitchers when they're either running the bases or um, swinging the bat, pitchers getting hurt.
0: Yeah, but uh, w- w- what's the data behind that?
1: I, I don't know. I don't have it, but I'm sure they do. Yeah. But but you're right. If if it's if it's purely uh, dollars and cents. Yeah. But usually it's going to be a veteran veteran player that's going to be making you know probably um, one of the bigger salaries on the team. A
0: guy like Nelly Cruz going to make more money. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, you know what? He, and if it was the DH was in the NHL this year, Degrom would have three less wins because he knocks in all his runs. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but well, his injury—I don't know how it occurred. Do You was it was it pitching or was it was it swinging the bat? Because uh, I know when sure. Flaherty got first got hurt, it was swinging the bat. Same yeah. way with uh, Kim from the Cardinals.
0: And, and maybe that's the type of thing where their coach needs to say, "Dude, just chill out. I don't care if you ever get a hit. Just get up right. there, bunt right. the ball when we tell you to bunt it. Otherwise, yeah, just kind of hit a ground ball. If anything, I don't have care." You cha-
1: have you changed your mind on the uh, extra inning rule? Putting a man on second base with, uh, in the 10th inning?
0: I, I liked it last year so they could get in more games. I hate it. I hate the rule.
1: Okay. Do, do you like All the rule? Right. I like it. Yeah, I do like it. Okay. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see them keep it. One of the things I'd like to see them get away with, uh, from, and they probably will just because of a normal season, is the seven-inning doubleheader. I think that will go away um, once COVID goes away, but that will probably be here for another three years then.
2: Um.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't like the seven-inning doubleheader either.
1: Okay. And, and the last thing I have here is the Atlantic League, um, they moved the pitching mound to 61 feet, six inches.
0: Yeah, they missed,
1: I, How I, do you do that?
0: I think that's correct, the the The, the distance. Because um, I read an article about the pitchers were complaining that, you know, right. they their breaking balls are set up for one foot shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Major League Baseball, and that's what the article was about. Major League Baseball pushing rule changes and using the Atlantic League as guinea pigs when these guys are trying to get back into the bigs, or at least in the – you know uh, with, with a major league team.
1: Got it. Yeah, it, you know what? It, it, it's got to make it tough. Then when you move to the you know uh, a foot closer, can you imagine if they move back five more feet? I'd have to crow hop the ball to uh, to the plate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Well, the other thing, too, is, <laughs> like, suppose the baseball wanted to do that. It's going to take a half a generation to get kids used to that.
1: I agree. I agree. Right? Yeah. I, I, well,
0: I get, maybe it's no different than trying to predict uh, production with an aluminum bat into a wooden bat. You know, you would just say, all right, the college is still playing at 60 feet, so you got to predict production for 61 feet. I don't know.
1: So, with, with all these rule changes, um, you guys that are listening, um, send us in uh, which ones you like, which ones you don't like, if you feel there should be others, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about it a little follow-up in next week's podcast.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, what do we got here?
1: How about playoff races, NL? All
0: right. So, I, I'm going to stick with, with my original. I think the Braves will win the East.
1: Okay. It's, it's tightening, though. Two games. Remember that
0: dead cat bounce thing you told me?
1: Okay, this is the oh. bounce. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna stick with that. I relax. like it. I yeah. like it.
0: Uh, the central, it's gonna be Milwaukee. Uh, yes, the, yeah, they're 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 walking away with it. The West, I think I did. I pick the Dodgers.
1: Last I don't night. know. I don't, I don't oh, We know just said, I think we did. We, Wild card. I think yeah. we just said the Dodgers and, and Giants will make it, but yeah. it's, it's, it's a pretty big deal, isn't it?
0: It is. I, you know, last, early last week, if you would ask me, I would have said, yeah, the Dodgers are going to pull away, but the Giants played them pretty well and they do play them well throughout the year. Well, they,
1: yeah, they have split so far this weekend.
0: Yeah. Um, which is good. I mean, they're not a team that's playoff tested. <laughs> like, I think they have two guys from the world series teams. So, wow. um, I could I maybe three. I, Belt probably played on one of those teams. But anyway, uh, for the most part, they're not playoff tested. And, and their manager is not playoff tested. Uh, and he's done a good job with it.
1: How, how would you like this, though, to to be the second-best team in the NL and have to play a one-game playoff? Uh, anything can happen.
0: Yeah, I know. It, 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 which I like, it's the importance of winning that division. Winning yeah. the division. Uh and I think the wild card, the Reds have kind of faltered a little bit. I I still think they can. I still think the Padres are kind of. I they they have to. They're just not playing well. And I, I I when not being playoff tested, other than maybe Hosmer. Uh, I don't I don't know. Which brings up another thing. With uh, did not the Padres sign Arrieta? Is isn't he playing yes. for them? Yes. And we talked last week, like, are you saying is a better option than than bringing up Mackenzie Gore?
1: Something has to be going on That's with what I'm Mackenzie thinking. Gore.
0: Yeah. He cannot – Arrieta's not a better option for anything.
1: Hmm. So, anyway. Have you have you seen much of him over the past few years?
0: Uh, I had I'm him, being facetious. Yeah, I I'm had him with facetious. the Phillies, yeah. and, and gosh, bless, he was horrible in 19. Lesson. Yeah, and he wasn't much better with the Cubs. And uh, he's not much better with the Padres. So there seems to be a history of that being not good. Um, anyway,
1: uh, well, I, I, th- well, I think the, the, the Reds... The Reds have a half-game lead over the Padres. Um, what, like two and a half over the Cardinals and, and three over the Phillies? So it's 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 going to be interesting down the stretch. You know, I'm still... While I wrote off the Cardinals a while ago, I still kind of peek and and say, hey, I think they still may have a chance and they get close and they drop off again. But, hey, if they could pitch Adam Wainwright the remainder of the year, they'd have a really good chance.
0: Yeah, Yeah, they'd have a really good chance is right. Um, So do you think the Reds will hang on?
1: I do. I do. Um, I I, I like what you had said. I think maybe... They'll, they'll find enough pitching between Mailey and Miley. Um, I don't know. Gutierrez kind of scares me at, at this point. Um, I, I, I haven't looked recently about their p- bullpen situation, but they may have enough offense just to mash, you know, uh, mash their way there. And then when they get to the one-game playoff, they can uh, um, throw a shout-out again um, like they did in last year's playoff.
2: Yeah. Not get any run,
1: score any runs. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um okay yeah so i i you know as this thing shapes up i boy being in that wild card is tough it's it's going to be a it's going to be a it's going to be tough to deal with whoever you play whether you've got to play the reds the giants or the or the dodgers it it that's anything could happen in one game man so yep yeah um So moving on, I do have a Twib note this week brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Uh, 21st Amendment Brewery, uh, brew free or die, Blood Orange IPA. Uh, It's got an ABV of 7%. Beer Advocate has it, 88. That's what I would say. It's an 88. Yeah, high 80s. I think think it's really good. It smells good. Um, It's got a good taste. I get nervous when there's fruit in the title because I don't like too much fruit in the beer. You, you know what I mean
1: um yeah it, it most of the times it, it just has hints of it unless it's like a pumpkin pumpkin beer it's, it's mostly hints for instance um there's a beer here by um uh Honolulu brew Works. it's a cocoa season, and it just has hints of coconut not not overpowering it's a really good wheat coconut beer um so you, you so you like uh, the beer by Twenty First Amendment?
0: I do. I, I would definitely buy this again. Absolutely. Uh, oh. Yeah, cause I, and I love blood oranges,
1: but I okay. wasn't sure right.
0: how I was gonna like it. Um, but yeah, I would sure. I would definitely buy it again.
1: The the Bush League, um, in their I think it was two thousand eighteen trip to San Francisco before Giants game, we stopped to buy Twenty First uh, Amendment. And uh, what I remember about that is trying to find shade. It was actually cooler to be outside than inside. It was a 105-degree day in San Francisco, which was back then, four years ago, was extremely rare. These days, anything goes in terms of weather.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I didn't realize that's where they were. So, yeah, I would definitely buy this again. I I
1: enjoyed it. Yeah, they make some good stuff.
0: Okay. Okay. There you go. Twenty first amendment. Uh, do you know what the twenty first amendment is? Is there a twenty first amendment?
1: Yeah, twenty first amendment repeals the oh, eighteenth yeah, uh, yeah. amendment, which was the yeah, which was the uh, uh, prohibition. Yeah. Um, okay. For alcohol.
0: There you go. I should have made that connection. I don't know. <laughs>
2: That's
0: okay. Yeah. Whatever. Um, all right. Today in baseball history, two thousand three. Todd Zeal homers for the Expos, adding to his major league record of hitting a home run for his eleventh team. Oh, Todd Zeal, he was a rookie in 1990, retired after 2004 season. I, I feel like Todd Zeal had a pretty good career.
1: I was just going to say that. Um, I, I think he – did he win that rookie of the year with the Cardinals?
0: He was um, with the Cardinals. I'm looking now. Um, yeah.
1: Um, he did but, but not. But he he finished did, he did sixth. put together a good, good, good career.
0: Yeah, he finished sixth. Um, and did Matheny replace him as a catcher? Because he moved to third base pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, M- M- Matheny was a, a really good defensive catcher.
0: Okay. Um, so, National League Rookie of the Year, uh, 1990. Zeal finished sixth behind uh, Dave Justice, won it? Delano DeShields, Hal Mars, John Burkett. Remember the pitcher for the Giants? He was a good pitcher. Um, yeah. And Mike Har- Harkey for the cubs i have no idea who he Mike is <laughs> yeah.
1: yes i do remember that name
0: okay he was 12 and 6 uh and then grissom and larry walker finished wow the expos had three in the top eight they had three rookies get votes that year she's mm. oh a man the shields grissom and walker man boy i guess that scout got a bonus
1: not 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 a bad uh trio is it
0: no my goodness! All right. Um, in 2007, Brandon Phillips, red second baseman, hits his 28th homer to break Joe Morgan's team record for second baseman. Uh, Phillips ended the season with 30 homers that year. Uh, I felt like Brandon Phillips is—I don't know if he was underrated or undervalued. I—I I feel like he—he he had a—he was a really good offensive second baseman for like a maybe an eight to ten-year stretch. Um.
1: um. I want to say you're right on both accounts that he was, um, yes, uh, under underrated. Um, you know, he, the fact that he he, was, he didn't play on some really good uh, Reds teams, I don't think he always got the attention. He was a little bit overshadowed by Joey Votto. Um, um, he'll always he'll always be hated by Cardinals fans because he started that brawl with with Yadier Molina and Johnny Cueto and. With that, the brawl that ended Jason Larue's career, but uh, yeah, I, I think he was uh, an underrated second baseman. And, and funny, uh, interestingly enough, I think he really engaged well with the fans. I think he, he liked. Did. Yeah. He was just a good baseball ambassador, do not you think?
0: Yeah. Um. I yeah. He he was he was well liked. I know my dad had lived out there during that time, and he said people loved this guy. Yeah, they loved yeah. Phillips, and he played hard. Uh, he was he was productive. On the offensive side, he could pick the ball up. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he was a he was a good player, man. And he he was traded. We brought him up last week. You remember? Yeah, for Bartolo Colon, because him and Colon looks like they retired about the same uh, the same year. So, um, yeah, he was a he was a he was a really productive player. I, I enjoyed watching Brandon Phillips play baseball. Um, and in 2011, we talked about this guy earlier in the year, Craig Council snaps his 0-for-45 streak with a ninth-inning pinch-hit single. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, wait a second. I wonder, like, you know a guy going into this is 0-for-45, and how do you pinch-hit him in the ninth yeah. inning? Is your bench just depleted at that point? Because remember, um, we're, we're talking 2011, and we're talking um, expanded, expanded rosters at that time so what happens that you choose him to, to do that
0: yeah that was councils last year I'm, I'm look I don't even know what oh, he was with Milwaukee in 2011 um I'm uh, yeah I, I don't know how and it, Milwaukee made the playoffs that year that's right they played in that championship series against the Cardinals
1: yeah yeah they they were they, they actually won the division that year
0: yeah they did um yeah that's funny and you know what's funny about council like He was pretty – I'm going to say average Major League player. I mean – I agree. He he played a long time in the Major Leagues for being average. Yep. Um, He's had a successful managerial career, right? Yes. Um, And he – I think he got the game-winning hit for the Marlins against – the game series hit for the Marlins, or did Renteria do it? Anyway, he was involved in that last inning where they beat Jose Mesa. And then I think he scored – in 2001 with the Diamondbacks to beat Mariano Rivera and the Yankees in game seven.
1: I, I think you're right on yeah. that hit by Luis uh, Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I don't think he gets – I agree with you. I think he was like, like an average major leaguer, but I, I think he was just a scrappy player. He's also a scrappy manager. Um, he, he just seems – have you seen him? He just seems intense. In, in the dugout, but he's had some. He's put together some some really good teams, and I, I think the Brewers, not only their manager Craig Council but I think their front office is very underrated. And um, you know, here's hoping that they they have a nice run in the playoffs. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I, I he's a guy you can root for, right? I I, mean, I know he's in your division, yes. but I mean, after the season, you think you know what? I like this guy. You Absolutely, can root
1: for him, yeah. And
0: not feel bad. So, all right. Uh, what are you walking off with?
1: All right, so uh, here in uh, in Honolulu, it is uh, eight seventeen in the morning, and we are about to venture downtown on the um, on the bus in Hawaii, which is ironically named the bus. And we are going to the Iolani Palace, which means Royal Hawk in Hawaiian. Oh, so there you we are gonna we're gonna pay, yeah, we're gonna pay homage to uh, Hawk Royalty uh, today.
0: Okay, there you go, Bob Kirk. If you, if, there you go, yep yeah. When you listen to this in November.
1: Yeah, King Kamehameha <laughs> says hang loose. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, yeah, that'll be fun for you. I, I'm walking off with, have you ever seen the TV series Vikings?
1: I have not ventured there yet.
0: So, Christy and I have been watching it. We're in season six. I thank God every morning that I didn't wake up as a born in that air. Because I'm about <laughs> ten minutes. These, guys, I don't want to be look. Uh, look, the Swedes and the Danes and the Norwegians. I'm not saying anything bad about you, so just chill out. But that was a brutal, brutal culture, man. And th- and they lived to fight with a sword and an axe. Uh, uh, brutal, man. Like I uh, opened ships across the North Atlantic to go raid England and Ireland and Scotland. I'd I'd have been like, hey, man, let me the hell out now. <laughs> I'm freezing. Me. I'm freezing. I'm freezing. I, I, Then I have to get out and fight, and my hands are cold. I, I didn't even like hitting with an aluminum bat when it was, you know, 50 degrees. <laughs> Sailing across the North Atlantic to go kill somebody.
1: God bless. I I, I think we just ranged the whole spectrum from uh, the Vikings and, you know, their bloodthirsty culture to, uh, you know, King Kamehameha. And we're saying, hang loose here. So
0: right.
1: I, I think we've covered it.
0: Yeah. Maybe the Hawaiians should have invaded Vikings saying, everybody, just chill out, man.
1: Like, just relax.
0: <laughs> we don't need to kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. So if you're if you're looking for a show, it is entertaining. It's a little violent. There's usually two fight scenes for a 40-minute episode. So um, <laughs> so that's that's the deal. Um, but anyway, you, you got anything else?
1: Hey, that's all. Um, next week, we hope to have um, uh, the Basora Bulls on if we can uh, arrange a time with them. It might be Saturday. It might be Sunday. It might be Monday. We don't know. But we will be on again next week, and I will be on the mainland then.
0: All right, champ. Have a good week. All right, you take care.
1: Yep. See you,